Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. I am here for another episode. For today, we're doing another sports recap. And after the recap, I'm going to be doing my midseason predictions and awards um, for the MLB season since the first half of the regular season has come to an end. And the second half will begin, of course, on Thursday with the first game being Boston versus New York. Red Sox versus the Yankees on Thursday night on ESPN. That will be the first game to kick off the second half of the season after the All-Star game tomorrow on Tuesday. And then tonight, we have the Home Run Derby. I'll also be talking about that a little bit for today. But you already know the matchups. Um, but anyway, if you don't know, let me just you know quickly remind you. It's Otani versus Soto, Perez versus Alonzo, Gallo versus Story, and then Alonzo, uh, Olsen versus Mancini. I can't believe I almost got them confused. And that will be the home run derby first round. We'll see who advances. Uh, I have Otani versus, I believe I said Olsen to move on to the final round. Um, and I'm going to have Otani win this. I mean, Otani has probably been the best player in all of baseball this year. I don't even think it's a debate. He's been the best player in all of baseball this year. There's no there's no doubt about it. So home run derby champion potentially tonight. Uh, we'll see. Um so, yeah, also Pete Alonso, he won it in 2019. So, you know, that definitely gives him experience and a potential repeat because, um, unfortunately, obviously, we didn't have an All-Star game or a home run derby last year. So it will still count as a repeat for Alonso if he wins it tonight. But we'll see. I'm very excited to see. It's actually within like an hour and a half away from now. But let's go over the European Championship, the Copa America. We'll actually go to the, over the Copa America first because that happened Saturday. And yet, well, Argentina beat Brazil 1-0, and Messi was able to finally capture his first uh, trophy with Argentina. This is his first ever international um, award um, for his national team, so props to Messi. Um, he didn't score the goal. It was Angel Di Maria who scored the goal in the 22nd minute of the game, and that definitely put position for Argentina to win there. 15th Copa America in franchise history and Messi's first, of course, of uh, many attempts to try to win this tournament. And he finally was able to get it done in Brazil. This is also the first time Brazil ever lost in Brazil and did not end up getting the Copa America that year. So, yeah, congrats to Argentina. Congrats to Lionel Messi. And then let's go over Wimbledon, um, the men's singles champs. It was the tournament. And in the finale, it was Djokovic versus Berrettini. And Djokovic, of course, without a doubt, won this tournament. And he won this game. He was able to get his 20th Grand Slam victory. Um, I believe this is like his fifth or sixth Wimbledon title. And he has been, I mean, one of the best tennis players we've ever seen ever. And he just continued that dominance, proving Yesterday that he was able to win another Grand Slam tournament, his 20th of his career. Uh, remember, there's only four Grand Slam tournaments, and to win his 20th, um, this one, I believe, being his fifth or the sixth, maybe even one more, to be exact, of this Wimbledon. Um, but we'll see if he wins the U.S. Open coming up in uh, late August, early September. And then well, let's talk also about, uh, well, UFC 64, I didn't really talk about MMA, but the Poirier versus McGregor fight. Um, well, that was a waste of money. Well, I didn't buy it, but I was watching it on a website, and uh, feels like I still needed my refund. 
Yeah, so Poirier won this fight because of uh, a, a doctor stoppage based on Conor McGregor's injury on his ankle. Basically, if you didn't watch the fight or didn't see what happened, uh, he broke his ankle, um, literally snapped his ankle um, while he was backing away from Poirier, at least trying to get a leg kick going um, after being on the ground for about 40 seconds from Poirier from the first round of the fight. And, well, he snapped his leg. Obviously, the, the doctor had to stop the fight, and that gave Poirier the victory. Um, obviously, a really sad ending for McGregor to, you know, not even be able to really have a fair shot at winning this, at least with facing that injury in the first round. Um, of course, you know, it's McGregor's fault for at least to, you know, um, being on the pressure with that fight. Uh, but, of course, you know, definitely sucks for McGregor to pull off with that injury. And uh, but he will be back. I mean, at first when I saw it, I definitely did see like we're we're almost seeing pretty much the end of Conor McGregor's reign of being one of the best fighters in all of UFC history. I think I think we've already seen it already. But there's no way in hell knowing Conor McGregor's um you know his his attitude and his 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 uh, you know his cockiness and all that. There's no way in hell he's gonna let this injury become the last of 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 his career the last thing that we'll ever hear from mcgregor in the ring um so for sure this is gonna be somewhat something that's gonna add to the comeback story of conor mcgregor when he fights poirier i don't know if he's gonna fight someone before he fights another uh fight with poirier i believe this will be their fourth fight um and then poirier of course winning the last two so yeah there might be a fourth fight but Again, you know, it, McGregor needs to, re, he really needs to take that that, that fourth fight whenever it's going to happen really seriously and make sure that that injury doesn't happen again because another potential injury like that, that could actually just ruin his career and make him force retirement at this point. Uh, most people are saying that right now. I mean, most people are saying we're done seeing Conor McGregor in the ring and his reign of terror is over. But I don't think that he's just going to go away and just retire off like that. Uh, he definitely wants to prove more. He's already proved a lot, but he definitely wants to prove definitely uh, more than what he could have proved on Saturday night. Well, it is what it is. We'll see uh, who Poirier and Conor McGregor fight next if they don't fight each other for the next fight, for the fourth fight. UFC um, definitely got... Uh, <laughs> Got paid from the money that everybody showed up to the fight, but definitely one round fight and for it to be a doctor stoppage. Yeah, sucks for the fight to end that way. And let's go over the European Championship. We had England versus, in, uh, oh my god, Italy versus England. And this game went to penalties, which Italy was able to capture uh, the victory 3-2 to two, and they win the championship, the uh, UEFA Euro European Championship of 2021 and England it's not coming home um, well obviously hearing the news of well basically you know how it goes with in, in English fans they uh, they have been a big threat to towards the players when they do lose crucial games like this um, especially they target the players who missed the penalties I believe Marcus Rashford there was a 19 year old who missed the penalty that if he would have made it, it would have still continued on the game. But since he missed a crucial penalty to make England lose the game, they definitely were, you know, uh, uh, abusing him and assaulting him online. And, you know, 
pulling racism and uh, and just you know being horrible human beings. Um, that's also why I just can't go with the England fan base. You know they they're they're just known to be shitty people overall. Um, not everyone, obviously. I'm not saying that every English England fan is like that, but when you again when you when you have a majority of people doing that online or you see that as like the main point of what these it shows them as a prime example of who they are um you know it just it's just disappointing and frustrating to see these fans act them like if they were pieces of shit and if they weren't actual human beings with emotions and feelings like that they're not perfect because of course they're human beings they make mistakes they're not gonna make every penalty you know they're not gonna make every attempt to win they're gonna win and they're gonna lose so it's bound to happen um, England did put up a fight, of course. They only lost by one in penalties, so they definitely brought a good game to this. And yet, people are not satisfied with, you know, the fans. At least they're not satisfied with what they got. But it's okay, you know. Um, to all the English players who got verbally abused on social media, don't let that get into your head. I know it's it's difficult to comprehend, and it definitely lowers your self-esteem and definitely gives you a bit of a of a, you know gives you a, a, a slap in the wrist for just how you played but in the end of the day you're the one who can make that be your priority to be better you know you want to prove people wrong and you don't definitely want to let that get in your head too much that it you know you know ruins you or anything it definitely should motivate you and i mean you know so just let it be you know there's always going to be those people that are not going to they're not going to show the most respect to you they're going to continue to hate on you so Hey, you know, keep up to those players, especially to a 19-year-old. I mean, the fact that a 19-year-old gets this much hate for playing, you know, in a big game but missing a penalty, we can't blame him. I know, man, he missed the penalty. But in the end of the day, soccer is, is a sport. And even though it feels like it's a religion to some countries where they have to win, if they don't win, it feels like it, it went across all lines. It is a sport in the end of the day, and people should be treated with all the respect that they should be treated with to the fans to, to, to the team, to the players, to the coaches, to everybody, because being, you know, abused from the fans, especially to the players, I know that's not a good feeling, and that's just not good, man, and definitely doesn't have a good look on English fans. Of course, again, not everyone. That's, I'm not talking to every fan, but it definitely does show a little bit of what they really are and who they could be, you know, behind closed doors, so... So yeah, just to let y'all know, you know, but it's not over. Obviously, these players are still getting their money. They're still getting paid a lot of money, and they're gonna try their best to win more trophies on the way. So it's not over for them. The fans, they can do whatever the hell they want. You know, they can be dickheads. They can be nice people. It is what it is, right? But anyways, let's move on to the next part of the episode. So we have the All Star Game uh, tomorrow night, National League versus the American League. So that's that. The SB Awards. Uh, was on Saturday, and I didn't even know it was, it was going to be on Saturday. I thought it was next week, but uh, yeah, I definitely missed it. But anyway, let's go over the awards. So the J, the Jimmy V Award for per Perseverance went to Chris Nissick. The Pat Tillman Award for Service went to Marcus Rashford. The best team went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The best athlete in men's sport went to Tom Brady. The best coach went to T Tara Van Dever. The best championship moment went to the Dodgers winning the World Series. The best college athlete women's sports went to Paige Beckers from UConn. The best championship performance went to Simone Biles. The best play was the Hail Mary from the Cardinals. Kyler Mary launching a Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins. The best game was 
uh, the NCAA Men's Final Four matchup between Gonzaga and UCLA when Jalen Suggs hit that game-winning three. Uh, best breakthrough athlete went through Lamella Ball. Best a- athlete women's sports went Naomi Osaka. Best record-breaking performance when Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards broke Oscar Robinson's 47-year triple-double record with 182. Best college athlete male sport, men's sport went to Devonta Smith from Alabama. Best NFL player went to Tom Brady. Best MLB player went to Shohei Otani. Best NBA player went to Seth Curry. Best NHL player went to Patrick Kane. Best WNBA player went Brenda Stewart. Best athlete men's golf went to Philip Nicholson. Best um, best athlete women's golf went to Shay Young Kim. Uh, best international athlete women's soccer. Uh, Sam Mewis from Manchester City U.S. National Team. Best driver, Lewis Hamilton. Best MLS player, Diego Rossi. The best international athlete, men's soccer, went to Cristiano Ronaldo. Best boxer went to Tyson Fury. Best MMA fighter went to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Best athlete, men's tennis, Novak Djokovic. Best athlete, women's tennis, Naomi Osaka. Best athlete, men's action sports, Gabriel Mendina. Best jockey, Joel Rosario. Best athlete with a disability, men's sports, Chris Nisik, triathlon. Best bowler, Dom Darty. Best athlete with a disability, women's sport, Becca Murray, wheelchair basketball. And finally, best athlete, women's action sports, Chloe Kim from snowboarding. And those are all the ESPY award winners. Congratulations to all of those athletes and um yeah i mean i didn't see the nominees so i can't say who i would have picked to win it but i mean they're not bad picks i mean definitely the best game uh best game definitely could have definitely won between gonzaga ucla that's probably the best game i've ever seen this this year so far so yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not you know mad about that uh best play went to the hail mary you know for the cardinals the uh, d hop Catching that Hail Mary, of course, without a doubt, that's definitely the best play that we've seen this year. Yeah, can't really can't really disagree on most of these awards. So, yeah. Now let's talk about Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Because that was last night. And I have to talk about it. Game 3. So, Phoenix took over Game 1 and 2. And they completely dominated over the Bucks. You know, Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. They weren't playing their best in Game 1 and 2. But did I say they played absolutely fantastic in Game 3? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They played great. Um, They definitely stepped up. Giannis had another amazing game in Game 3. Giannis had 41 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, You know, Drew Holiday, 21 points. Chris Middleton, 18. But definitely, you know, they they definitely picked up the pace. And they definitely got back up in this game. Uh, The first quarter, the Suns were looking pretty good. Uh, catching up, Devin Booker, you know, had uh, had t- 10 points, Chris Paul 19, DeAndre Ayton with 18 points, and Jay Crowder with 18 points. So obviously the Suns did not have the best game. And Devin Booker, I mean, this is probably his worst game throughout the entire playoffs as of yet. And yeah, I mean, Devin Booker, Chris Paul having bad games kind of led to the Suns getting blowed out um, by 20 because they lost 120 to 100. So... Yeah, of course, when CP3 and Devin Booker and not even Jay Crowder um, or even Mike Mikael Bridges, who was playing great in Game 2, couldn't step up. Yeah, the Bucks took over. Giannis, of course, 41 points. It definitely worked this time. 
And with everybody else stepping up, Drew Holiday with 21, Chris Middleton with 18, Tucker with 7 points. He didn't really do a lot, but definitely helped the team a little bit. Brooke Lopez with 11. He hit some threes. Um, I believe he hit two. Um, so, yeah, you know, they definitely picked up where they left off in game three. And they definitely got the job done. You know, they got the first win at home. Uh, the road team has lost every single game so far. So, yeah, game four. Now the series is two to one. We're still in Milwaukee for game four. What do I think game four is going to happen? Well, of course, Milwaukee needs to win this game, tie this series up at two. Um, I think Milwaukee might, They. I think they take game four. I think, you know, now people are realizing that this isn't going to be a Suns in four or Suns in five series. This is going to be a six or seven game series. I know the first two games, Milwaukee was not playing great. But look at that now. It's 2-1 and they might potentially tie in game four on Wednesday. Damn, I thought it was going to be tomorrow. Shit, they, they're taking two days off. Before it was like one day off. Now they're taking two days off. More rest. But the Bucks, um, they got to win game two um, or else they're going to be down three to one. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be 2016 again, but I don't know. But yeah, Milwaukee right now is feeling the momentum. They're going to play another game at home. Um, I do believe they play game five. No, they play game five in in Phoenix. Yeah, they play game five in, in, in uh, Phoenix. And if there is a game six, they'll play in Milwaukee. And if there's a game seven, that will be played in Phoenix. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely hoping, obviously, a seven-game series. Um, you know, we have hopefully four more games to watch. So, we got to see what in game four they can pull up and step back up. So, yeah, congratulations to the Bucks winning game three. Let's see if they can keep it up for game four. Now, let's talk about... The midseason awards and my predictions and what I got going on. I mean, the first now that the first half of the MLB season has been, you know, in the books, wrapped up. We're going to be talking about the second half of the season and what I think is going to happen. Of course, a lot of crucial injuries, a lot of teams, a lot of surprising and disappointing teams. Now, let me go over pretty much every team. Um, in every single division, I'm basically going to go who I think is going to win and how the predictions are going to be ending within every team and in every division, whether they're going to be first, second, third, you know, overall, you know what I'm, you know where I'm going for. So let's start off with the American League East and we'll just go on from there. At fifth place for the American League East, I got the Baltimore Orioles. I mean... Really not not a surprise. I mean, the Orioles, they have been definitely one of the worst teams in all of baseball. And there's just no surprise that they're going to be on this list. I mean, yeah, they're definitely the worst team. They're, they're probably the, wor they're the worst team in the American League. So, yeah, no debate about that. Um, they do have some good players. You know, Cedric Mullins, um, Trey Mancini. But uh, other than that, I mean, this team is, is pathetic. It's fucking horrible. Anyways... Let's get to the fourth place team. Who do I think is going to be fourth place team? I'm going to say the Blue Jays. I'm going to say the Blue Jays. Now, look. I know people are probably going to put the Yankees in fourth place in the AL East. Because that's where they are right now. I think the Blue Jays are, in the end of the day, are going to be one game. 
below the Yankees for third place. Yes, I say. The Yankees are going to end up in third. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Because, man, this team has been absolute dog shit. What the hell happened with the Yankees? I don't know what the hell happened to them. They have been... They have been rough, 46 and 43. I don't know what to say, man. This team just doesn't look good. This team just doesn't look good right now. They need to make pieces. They got to make closing. Uh, they got to get new pitchers because their bullpen has not been great. Um, Chapman has been absolute dog shit the last three weeks, and he's not he's not dog shit at all. So it's just super concerning to see how this team has been playing and First half of the season, we don't want that to be the second half of the season, at least if you're a Yankees hater. But to make the playoffs, they really need to make a big splash in the offseason, or not in the offseason, um, in free agency and in the de trade deadline to really get some good pieces so they can finally, you know, get to somewhere to even make the playoffs. Because right now, even making the playoffs is a bit concerning at where they are right now, where they have been playing. The Blue Jays have been all right. They've kind of been a little bit better than the Yankees, but I think the Yankees are going to be above them just by record, maybe by one or two games. Next, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't want to put the Rays at two, but right now they have just been looking like the second best team in the division. Now, the Rays are great. Don't get me wrong, obviously, but uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that right now it just doesn't look like the Rays are going to be the best team in the division because the Red Sox have been incredible they have definitely been incredible and so yeah it's, it's just been hard to say now in the AL Central for fifth place I definitely got the Kansas City Royals I mean there's no doubt about it for fifth place the Royals have just been bad this year they've been a little they've been inconsistent they're one of the worst teams in the American League as well and in all of baseball fourth place I have the Minnesota Twins I mean really no surprise about it the Twins they just They've been disappointing. I, I expected them to be a lot better, but they just haven't. So, yeah, it just sucks for them. The Detroit Tigers, I have them going for third in the Central. Um, they're 40 and 51. They're still, you know, not a good team. And I don't think they're just going to catch up to the White Sox or the Indians. The Indians are going to be at number two. Um, I think I think the Indians are going to stay at number two just because, you know, they, they've been... They've been all right. They kind of have been kind of like the Yankees this year. They have their high moments. They have their down moments. Um, but I still see the Indians might be low-key a better team than the Yankees, at least so far this year from what we saw in the first half. And then the Chicago White Sox and number one, the AL Central. I mean, they have been the one of the best teams in all of baseball. So for sure, the White Sox, they're winning that AL Central without a doubt. The AL West, for fifth place, I have the Texas Rangers. Again, one of the worst teams in baseball. So... They got to be at the bottom. And number four, I have the Seattle Mariners. I have the Mariners in number four just because the Mariners have been playing somewhat pretty good recently. Um, 48 and 43 record for the first half has been pretty good. But I think they're going to digress a little bit, kind of fall from grace in, a, in some sort of way. But um, I don't think they're going to be that far ahead from far behind from the Angels, who I think are going third. The Angels might make a playoff push. They they seem pretty close. They're 45 and 44 at the moment. They could make a playoff run, but at the same time, I don't know, man. If Mike Trout can get back healthy, you know, when the second half begins, hopefully by the end of, you know, July, we can get at least August and September Mike Trout back so the Angels can push for a real playoff spot instead of Otani carrying that team. Um because also also Anthony Rendon has been absolute dog shit this year. 
I don't know what the hell has been happening for him. You know, he was a beast in 2019 and 18 and 17. Now, he's he, uh, injuries. I mean, injuries have been a, a big part. So I'm not going to, like, scrutinize him over, over. you know, I'm not going to shit on him for that. But he has been pretty disappointing. Um, second, I have the, the Oakland Athletics at number two um, for the AL West. Um, not, nothing much said. I mean, the A's have been one of the best teams in baseball, but I don't think they're going to beat the best team in that division, which is the Houston Astros, of course, winning the AL West. They have probably they have the best offense in all of baseball, so it's just hard to go up against the Astros right now. And we all know the cheaters, but you know that they're a good team without having to cheat. So we know that. Now in the NL East, let's start off with the Marlins at number five. Yeah, I mean the Marlins. I, the, the Marlins are never somewhere around first or second. They're always fourth or fifth. So, <sighs> yeah, they're gonna be the fifth. They're gonna be the worst team in the the NL East, just like always. I mean, their pitching has been great. I like Trey tra- uh, Trevor Rogers. I like um, Pablo Lopez. I do like a lot of their pitching prospects. But again, the offense has has just not been good. Um, Jesus Aguilar, Starling Marte, yeah, I like them, but they're not one of my favorite players, and they just haven't been great. And number four, I have the Washington Nationals. Um, the Nationals, for sure, um, have been a pretty up-and-down team. They were bad in the first couple weeks of the season. They've kind of been picking up the pace a little bit, but since Kyle Schwarber got injured when he was red-hot for like three weeks, I think he broke the record hitting like 17 or 16 home runs in like less than 20 games. So he was off of he was off a tear those weeks before he pulled off an injury, and so that's gonna sting a little bit for the Nationals. Um, so as the Braves losing Ronald Acuna Jr. to a torn ACL tear, I, it just sucks. Um, I have the Braves at number three. I had them winning the division in the uh, you know in the um, in the beginning of the season, but now without Ronald Acuna Jr., it's super hard for me to. You know, say that the Braves are going to be a top two team, even in the division. Um, the Phillies, yes, their bullpen is horrible, but I still have them making second place. Their offense has been good. Um, they could be a lot better pitching wise, um, at least from the bullpen. You know, Zach Wheeler, you know, Vince Velasquez, they're good pitchers, but uh, the bullpen needs to step up. They need to get new pieces as well. And then I have the Mets, you know, winning the NL West in NL East. Um, they have been pretty good this year. They they have been one of the worst teams, um, as the like from the from from the best teams that are on top of each division. The Mets are probably the worst team that I would say, but they're still a good team nonetheless. So, so yeah, for sure the Mets. You know, I'll still give them their credit. They they have been the best team in the National League East this year. The NL Central, the Pirates for sure are the worst team in the NL Central. They're at number five. The Cardinals, I'll have them at number. I have them at number three. I have them at I have them at number three. I have the Cardinals at number three, and then I have the Cubs at number four. The Cubs, what the hell happened, man? Cubs were on like a eleven game losing streak. Man, what's going on with the Cubs? I don't know what's going on, but I have the Cubs at number four, and then I have the Cardinals at number three. I still believe the Cardinals might make a playoff run. Yeah, and then the Cincinnati Reds. I have them second in the NL Central. Um, you know, Joey Votto, Jesse Winker, they're two all-stars this year. So definitely got to give them, you know, praise for, for that. And they've been great. And then the Brewers, they're going to win the NL Central 53-39. and Yelich has not been great. He has been very disappointing as well this year. But 
they don't look like it bothers the Brewers that much because it's still one of the best teams in baseball, especially in the National League. So that shouldn't be a problem. And now let's go to the National League West. The Diamondbacks are number five. That's just literally no complaint about that. We all know that the Diamondbacks are absolutely horrendous. They're a horrible team. Um, it just sucks that Madison Bumgarner has to play for that shitty team. But okay. Um, the Rockies are number four in the division, 14-51. They're just not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make a run. It's just nothing interesting. You know, the Rockies just, I don't know. They just, they're not good. And the Padres, I have them at number three. Um, for the division, the Padres are a really good team, man. But I don't know, man. The Giants and the Dodgers, they have both been two better teams than the Padres this year. More way more consistent, you know. So I'm just going to say that the Padres are definitely making a playoff run for sure. And they're working on it as, as we speak. But I don't know if they'll take the division over L.A. or San Francisco. Speaking of L.A., the Dodgers. I don't even know if they might even win the division. This is actually probably the toughest part. I want to say the Dodgers are number one because, let's be honest, the Dodgers should really be number one. But the Giants, man, they they have been really good this year, man. They have been really good this year. So I'm going to stick with the Giants at number one and then the Dodgers number two. But honestly, the Dodgers should take this division. I think the Dodgers will at some point take lead of the division and then take San Francisco out for second place. Well, I don't know. Even San Diego might even come to second place. Or even San Diego might win the division. I don't know. It could happen. Between the Giants, Padres, and the Dodgers, they can one of those three teams can win a division. So yeah, but it definitely right now leading to the Giants or the Dodgers. Um, I think the Dodgers have the best chance, but they're still you know they're still kind of you know, not not in their best position to uh, be playing like this because they need to play better for the for the second half of the season to get this playoff run coming in. But yeah, I have the Giants at number one. And I have the Dodgers at number two. So those are basically my uh, pre-second half predictions. But let's talk about the awards. What I think is winning the Cy Young in the American League and in the National League. Well, in the American League, it's going to go to Lance Lynn. I don't watch the White Sox. Barely. But if I do, it's because of Lance Lynn. Because that man has been crazy this year. I mean, let me just pull up the stats. He has a 9-3 and record. He has a 1.9 ERA. He has 105 strikeouts, and he has a 1.04 whip. I mean, he's been pretty good, you know, overall. I mean, his last seven days, he's had six strikeouts, three walks, only a lot of home runs. So his last two games haven't been that great, but, I mean, he's been he's been fantastic this year. I mean, you know, look at the stats. They've, they've just been one of the best teams, one of the best ERAs in the National League. Uh, I mean, excuse me, in the American League. And, yeah, definitely been showing a lot of improvement as his previous years, and Lance Lynn definitely looks like he can take the cake for the National League, uh, the American League Cy Young, oh my god. And the National League Cy Young, I mean, it definitely has to go to Jacob deGrom, I mean, there hasn't been anybody better than Jacob deGrom this year, I mean, I mean, shit, there, there really is nobody better than Jacob deGrom in baseball right now. Um, you want to look at his stats? Alright, I will show it to you, this man has... A 7-2 record, a 1.08 ERA, which leads the, the all the baseball, 146 strikeouts, which is second in baseball, and a 0.54 whip first in all of baseball. I mean, what the fuck? He's, this is not fair. This is not fair. 
This is this is the best pitcher in all of baseball, guys. Literally, this is the best pitcher in all of baseball. I mean, like, the, wait, the fuck? This it says Jacob Degrom says he's skipping all. Damn it, man! Fuck, man! Jacob Degrom's not gonna be pitching in the All Star game. Ah, damn it! Well, either way, I mean, he's still been great this year. I mean, you just read off, you just seen the stats. Ah, uh, fuck, you know. We got to see that already. Jacob DeGrom, come on. Definitely takes the cake for the National League uh, Cy Young Award. Now, the AL MVP. Who do I think is winning AL MVP? Oh, uh, this is such a hard question. Shohei Otani, guys. Come on. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. All right? Otani. He has been amazing this year. Do you want to see his stats? Okay, I'll fucking prove it. 33 home runs. Leads in all of baseball. 70 RBIs. Third in baseball. 1.062 OPS. Second in all of baseball. Batting average of 279. 28th in baseball. 29th, excuse me. And he's a good pitcher. Not a great pitcher. A good pitcher. But he's going to be in the home run derby tonight. He's going to be pitching in the All-Star game on Tuesday, tomorrow. And he's going to win the MVP. End of discussion. NL MVP. Who do I think is going to win NL MVP? This is tough. This is pretty tough. I mean, I can give it. I was going to give it to uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., but obviously with that uh, torn ACL injury, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. But I definitely could give it to... Either Jacob DeGrom, because he's also been playing like an MVP this year. Or Fernando Tatis Jr., I mean, has been great. I, I guess Fernando Tatis Jr. might take the NL MVP. I mean, uh, Hosel has been pretty good. Um, I don't know who else could really take the case for the National League MVP. I mean, this is tough. I think I think Fernando Tatis Jr. has what it takes to win that to win that award, honestly. For sure, I, I think so. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the American League Rookie of the Year. I have Adolis Garcia. I mean, yeah, he's. I, I didn't even know who Adolis Garcia has been. You know, I never even know who he was, but uh, he's been he's been good. He's been pretty good. I mean, two eighty two. Sorry, two seventy ERA. Uh, twenty two home runs, sixty two RBIs, and 884 um you psych 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 has been great of course you know i definitely do think um he's he's probably the second best candidate to win al rookie of the year but somewhere somehow i'm still going to pick who i initially picked in the beginning of the season for the AL Rookie of the Year. And who was that motherfucker? Randy Arazarena. Yep. 251 ERA. I mean, 251 average. 10, 10 home runs. 41 RBIs. A, three, a 733 um, OPS. Um, you know, of course, his statistics haven't been that fantastic. But definitely not better than uh, Adolis Garcia, but someone I think Arozarena is going to step up and even have a big second half of the season. 
So for me, I'm going to go with Randy Orozarena on this one for the American League Rookie of the Year. Now for the National League Rookie of the Year, I'm going to give it to Trevor Rogers, probably. I'll probably give it to Trevor Rogers um, of the Miami Marlins. I mean, I, did, I, I had Sixto Sanchez, but of course he's been injured, so I can't say that. But Trevor Rogers? I mean, I've been watching Marlins games. Not because, of course, it's my local, you know, network. But, I mean, he's been good. 7-6, and six, you know, 231 ERA, uh, 122 strikeouts, 1.07 whip. You know, he's been good. He's been really, really good this year. So, um, yeah, I think I think for sure I'm going to go with, uh, with Trevor Rogers, National League. Rookie of the Year. And those are my awards so far. Oh, I mean, and the American League Champions. I, who's Who do I think is going to win the American League? Oh, man. Who do I think is going to win the American League? Um, I don't want to say the Astros. I don't want to say the Red Sox. I want to say the Yankees, but uh, I would look like a dumbass if I did. Honestly, I'm going to go with the White Sox at the moment. I'm going to go with the White Sox. I'm going to say the White Sox versus the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are still really good, so I think the Dodgers might take it. But actually, maybe the Padres. Maybe the Padres might take the cake. But I'll just take it easy. I'll just say the White Sox versus the Dodgers, and the Dodgers take it all. And the Dodgers are too good, you know. I don't know. I mean, the Padres definitely take it over. Uh, the Giants can make the competition and take it over, but I don't know. I find it hard to say, you know. I think Dodgers White sucks. Or Dodgers Padres. So, so yeah. Anyways, that is it for today's episode. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.